welcome one and all to our Christmas special. We are Bootleg Turkey. I am Jacob. This is Joe. Welcome to the, the crew. Yeah, brilliant. Um, I had an idea. Yeah. Oh, dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> I had an idea. So obviously you had your film idea yes. that we covered off. Which was excellent. Was... We've had some great feedback from that, actually. It was good, yeah. And um, I've had an idea for, I think it's a play. Mm. It might be. No, it's a play. It's got to be a play. Mm. So what happened was I went to this, I went to a gig on Sunday, just gone. And we were sat down, like waiting for it to start. Queens of the Stone Age. Oh, nice. It was really good, actually. Yeah, I didn't know you liked them. We were sat down, waiting for it to start. Mm. And there was like some people that arrived late, just as it was coming on. Yeah. And they, like a few rows in front of us. And so because everyone was sat down waiting, everyone was basically watching what was happening, like these yeah. people arriving. And these people walk, like, walked down the row, having got loads of people to move out of the way, and then they got to where they thought their seats were and spoke to the people that were sat there. And they're like, pretty sure you're sat in my seat, mate. Check your ticket. Pretty sure you sat in my seat. Yeah. And the guy got his ticket out and was like, no, this is where we're sat. And the guy basically just got it wrong. Right. And it was a bit of a fucked system because it went A to Z. Yeah. And then it had... Y A Y B Y C as three after that. Oh, okay. For some reason, so he was Y A or something, but he went into row Y, thinking oh, that that was see. his row. So he gave the bloke a load of shit. Yeah. Thinking he was in a position of strength, like yeah. you know, I'm in the right here. Yeah. And then it was proven to be wrong in front of everyone, one yeah. of the rows behind that was watching. Yeah. And it was really embarrassing for him. Everyone did the way. He kind of did, but he was embarrassed. Right. So he was trying to play it off mm. didn't really go well for him but my thought was that is that was entertaining for the crowd yes that was like almost theater mm-hmm. what was going on in that row and what was happening behind like the warm-up bit for the gig that was almost insignificant yes so i think the idea for the play is the stage has a row of seats along it facing forwards right at the front of the stage and that's the play what so it's a group a bunch of stories from people that are in the audience so yeah to speak. yeah so okay. it's set. It's a bit art housey it's very it's not no because is it's... it a bit like the play that goes wrong kind of comedy theater taking the piss out of theater almost i think so it's a bit okay. slapstick maybe mm. kind of sort of comedy mm. And maybe it's a theatre, or maybe it's in a cinema. In a cinema, it's a play. It's a play, so it's in a theatre. Yes. But is it about a theatre, or is it about a cinema, or is it a gig? It doesn't. I don't know yet. But it's got that front row of seats. Yes. But then I'm thinking maybe you've got like character two characters that are like the people cleaning up you know you get the people cleaning up after the film's finished like yeah. before the next one yeah. so maybe it starts off with them yes i think you've got like i remember we went to the everyman i think it could be a cinema because we went to an everyman cinema once yeah and they do the thing where they like bring all the food out oh yeah have you seen that yeah yeah, yeah. but they kept just it was so funny because they just kept coming out with the food. Like even yeah. though the film had definitely yeah. started or like there was yeah. so much stuff on the, like, had already been on the screen and they just kept coming out. They were like nachos. But yeah. I swear it was like more and more ridiculous food, yes. like stuff that you just should not be ordering. So yeah, I think this works as a, one of those theatres. I don't think, is it the Everyman? But it's the one that's in Cheltenham that I've went to before that like you've got sofas and then little 
tables and you've yeah. got lamps on them and you can turn the lamp on if you want someone to come over and take your order. Yeah. They only do it, I think, for the first half of the film. So, which is still so weird. that's the setting, but like, yeah. Yeah, the front of the stage has got that that row of seats, yeah. and it's all about what happens there. So I think something could be happening on the screen behind it, but you almost want to be detracted from that. Oh, so you're watching not... them from behind? Yeah, not... yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought it was a, the row. They were looking at you. No, so it's like oh. it's like they're in the audience that you're right. in, but they're just at the front of it, mm. still facing that way. Mm. So you're in a theatre watching a play. That's a play of a movie. Mm. But the movie is inconsequential. What you care about is what's happening in the row of seats. I thought it was the other way around where you've got like a few rows of seats facing you. Why would they be facing us though? Because they're watching where the screen would be and you'd be watching something. They're watching that from the other side. So you're watching them and you see the scenes unfold as if we are the screen. So they don't see us necessarily. But you're like looking at the audience, basically. But you could are the be that. But my the way I envisaged it wasn't like that. It was the other way around. Because mm. then you've got those people that are like the the people doing the sweep up of the popcorn mm. and all that stuff. And you've got the guy who comes up to the front and talking about, oh, sorry, there's a problem with the food, and then da da. Yeah. And you see the people come in and take their seats, and then like that conversation that played out where yeah. they're in their seat, you can still see it happen because they can face each other or they can stand right. up or they can whatever. Yeah. So I haven't really thought about what the story could be, mm. but think that's unique and interesting. And it's obviously limited to the fact it can only happen in that row of seats. But like you could have, you could have like a couple of people arrive with their popcorn and they've got their tickets and they're like looking at their tickets. And he like really exaggeratedly is like looking out into the crowd like that. And then yeah. the other person he's with just goes, there's one row. It's yeah. here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like that kind of thing, uh-huh. like silly little bits. Yeah. I don't know what the story would hang on. I was looking at things that have like happened in theatres or like happened in cinemas that would be interesting. That's a bit grim, though, Dark, isn't, it? isn't it? Yeah. Unless it was something like the assassination of Lincoln. That happened in a theatre. Did that could that be quite interesting? Row, no, it wasn't. It doesn't matter though. It's like a modern. It could be a modern retelling. Yeah. Of the assassination of Lincoln. Mm. So it's in a cinema instead of. I'm liking this. In a cinema instead yeah. of a theatre. Yeah. And maybe it's got like, like the adverts at the beginning, you know, when it's like you wouldn't st- you wouldn't download a car yeah. or whatever. It's like you wouldn't assassinate a president or something like that. Right. Yeah. So it's like there's bits on the screen yeah. that relate to what's happening, like but that. all of what's happening is in the thing. Okay. And I think like whoever's the the John Wilkes Booth type guy, he like tries to take his seat near to Lincoln. Yeah. But then he gets told he's in his wrong seat yeah. and he ends up having to move. And then he's like right over there yeah. on the other side, too far Trying away. Trying to him. shoot him. Or he's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or like he gets his gun out and like it gets taken off him or yeah. like he gets spotted on the thing. And that there's just little things that can happen. He's like screwing on the silencer and yeah. gets told to shush. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, when it comes on the thing with the, like it's Daniel Kaluuya now, isn't it? But it's yeah. been different people in yeah, the past yeah. where they're like, t- t- turn off your phones yeah. or whatever. It'll be like, put away yeah. your guns. Yeah, yeah, like, something yeah. like this. Yeah. Put put your guns on silence. <laughs> yeah, so he like screws yeah. it on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, just all little bits like that. And you can have yeah. a little sideshow comment, like, like a guy sits down in one of the seats and he's got like a massive hat on. Yeah. And like the person behind him is like, oh, I can't see. And he like opens a door in the hat so they can see through it. Uh, well, yeah, I like Something, that. But, these little yeah, things. but also that could work because if it was Lincoln and he does have Lincoln's yeah, exactly. Hat on, that's a good yeah. yeah see, so that could yeah. be Lincoln. Yeah, in the build up. 
but it's also i think it's funny to um juxtapose so i learned a word from the book i'm reading anachronistic mm. you heard of this yeah i didn't hear about this until i read the book but anyway yeah. it'd be interesting to juxtapose um how celebrities are treated now but on to lincoln mm. um so like people coming up for selfies and things because they're yeah. in the front row and all these different things and then he gets assassinated but like people are like recording it because that's what people do yeah. these days and no one's jumped yeah. in it can be a, like a satire of like mm. what it's like today. And it mm -hmm. can also be a satire of like the going to the movie experience where there's like loads of people on their phones and like people are yeah. talking yes. and not really watching the film. Yes. And it could be a bit sort of cynical about, cause John Wilkes Booth was like an actor or something, wasn't he? I don't know. So there could be something about that where he's an actor and like Lincoln, instead of being a, the president could be like the president of a movie company. Oh. And maybe he was like uh, passed over for a part or something. Right. And that's why he wants to kill him because he like thinks he's ruined his career. Mm. But then as he's like about to, after all the stuff happens in the film, he's about to assassinate him at the end. It comes on the screen and it's like, a, you know, you get those like sit down with the director, like interview things. Yeah. It could be like one of those is like a preview before the film. Yeah. And he says, oh, I really like john wilkes booth you know he's, he's a really great actor i'm really looking to put him in the next film and then because of that he like doesn't kill him or mm. or he wants to kill him for like a bigger reason like he's done like a weinstein type thing and he wants to kill him but then he's so fickle that he really like, oh, because that's better preferred yes yeah, yeah. yeah because he like he realizes he yeah. likes him he's like oh i don't care about that anymore yeah i care about my career because that again is very like modern yes. day like selfish kind of Yes. You know, people focusing on greed and not so caring about the big You'd picture. almost need, um, I don't know how it would quite work, but maybe like before people take their seats uh, on the screen behind them is like a news report that gets you up to speed to what's going on. Yeah. And people filter into the cinema and then you slowly start to piece it together. Yeah. And also maybe one bit that we could do is when he does get shot in the head, his head comes off. Yes! Come and on! Some people from the front row start kicking it about. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And they say, no ball games in here. Come on. Yeah. Now you're getting it. Yeah, I like it. Now you're it's getting good. it. You're on board. And rather than it being in a cinema, it could be on a foot football pitch. <laughs> so then you've got the front row of the stadium <laughs> yeah. uh, seats. And then actually, you know, they get the head gets shot off into the pitch and then someone scores a goal yeah. and they win the World Cup. Oh my god! And rather than John Wilkes Booth, you could have a John Wilkes Booth where you've got Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney <laughs> sat in it at the top. Yeah, and then yeah, why them? Uh, no, no particular reason. Just because okay. they might. It's it's for Wrexham. Yeah, it's a Wrexham football. Now you're getting game. it. You see. Yeah. Now you're getting it. Yeah. I like. I yeah. I mean, I'm not averse to any football head kind of stuff okay. going on. Power pods. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, obviously, I've got no idea about the story, but no. I just think the setting is interesting. It's yes, and it's limiting in a way because you can only do certain things. But mm. I think that gives you a type of freedom as well. But it's like a sort of you know, those bottleneck movies, like uh, Drive. Is it Drive? No, the one that with um, Tom. <laughs> What's his name? Tom Hardy. That driving one with Tom oh Hardy. yeah 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 and buried Lock. And... Is that called? Yeah, Lock. That's right. Buried, yeah, the Ryan Reynolds one. And a bunch of others that are like just, you know, in one location and then you the story unfolds and it was a bigger thing. Yeah. 
but I like the fact that the the thing, the story is what's happening in the front row, and yeah. whatever the film is doesn't matter. Yeah, and that kind of goes against the thing that I said about it actually coming on the screen in the end. But I think part of it is that there's loads of delays to the film starting. Right. Yeah. Partly because of like the food thing. Yeah. And like the guy keeps coming out of the front. Yeah. And, like I don't know what his role is because he like works for the cinema, but in this one we went to, he just kept coming out and like apologizing for food, mm. not being ready. And instead of like going round to people at, in their rows and talking to them, he like an, was announcing, right. he was like, so who ordered this? Like, yeah. and was like talking What's to people. What's the movie like, was on? Five. Um, I don't think it had started yet. Right, they no. kept like the, the adverts were coming on yeah. and then they kept pausing it and it was going off right. and then they were coming out again and the lights were coming up and he was talking. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of got like a theatre-ish kind of vibe mm. to it anyway. And you could incorporate that in. Yeah. And then like the John Wilkes Booth guy would keep getting annoyed because it was getting delayed and he wants to like get on with being on yeah. to do the thing. Yeah. And then it eventually gets to the point where you see that thing on the screen and it's like, oh, he likes me all along. So I'll le- let leave him to like, you know, potentially cast me in a future film. I didn't realise blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But I'm envisaging for that guy that comes up to the front. I'm thinking like the guy from Thirty Rock. Oh, okay. Kevin. You mean yeah, Branner? No, is it Branner? No, 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 no. Jack, Jack, Bray Jack, or something. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he would yeah. be good at that. Yes, kind of role. Yeah, we might struggle to get him. No, but that type. That type. You know? Yeah, that Jack type. type. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I'm not sure about anybody else. But that doesn't really matter. No. You've seen the back of them for the most part. Yeah. It might be difficult to pull off, but yeah. Because you could also you could start it with like almost like a cold open of the previous movie and people filtering out and there could be some jokes there. Yeah. And then you've got the people coming in to sweep up and there's some stuff there. Then you get like the previews of the previous movies and it's got like the breaking news or whatever it is that's like, telling us what the situation is. Then yeah. we move into our front row. Yeah, because you can use having the big screen as a device, kind of yeah. in a way. Yeah, like somebody could be like looking at the news on their phone, but we're seeing it on the big screen yes. inexplicably, and they can yes. make a joke about that. Like, yeah, I think there's something in that. There's some stuff in there, definitely. Normally, our best thing is coming up with names for stuff, but I haven't yeah. got a name for it. Something about Lincoln, or I don't know if it's overtly Lincoln, whether it should just be roughly that. Or just does that even matter? Just some stuff playing on the Lincoln. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. don't need it to be Lincoln necessarily. No. It could just be a famous person. Like yeah. say a president, you know, like a Bob Iger type. Who's that? President of Disney. Okay. Or CEO of Disney. Or yeah, that kind of person. But yeah. I think, yeah, like he's like a Weinstein. Yeah. I think he's got to be bad for a reason. Yeah. That someone would want to kill him. Yeah. I think, yeah, without all of the different plot points, I think it's difficult to come up with a name for it. Yeah. The Silver Scream. Oh. Just like the front row. Some movies are like that, aren't they? Yeah. Just very to the point. Or the, fr- oh, <gasps> the front row, but it's about the row that happens. It's the front row. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually not sure if it would be the front row, or would it be, I'm envisaging it being, you know, like... They have a few rows at the front. Yeah. Then there's a gap. Yes. Then there's a row. Yes. I think it's the front. Oh, yeah. No, I meant that one. Not the ones at the front. Yeah, mental. No. I I was kind of envisioning, though, that there would be two rows. Um, I mean, yeah, you can have two rows. Because then you'd have, like, there's a guy behind him going to try and assassinate him, and he's in the perfect spot. And then he gets told he's in the wrong seat, so he has to go to the other side. Yeah. Because he thought the screen (laughs) was, like, there, but he looked at it wrong, so he's actually on the mirrored side. Yeah. And then he's got to try and somehow kill him past like 20 other people (laughs) yeah (laughs) maybe as well he's like 
he's put his gun in the drinks holder, but he's put it in the wrong one, so he gets told to like, move it to the other one. Is that mine or is yeah. that... No, that's your... Oh, that's mine. Oh, sorry, I've just picked up your gun to have a sip from it. Sorry, mate. Yeah. yeah. He puts the gun in his, his drink instead of in the straw in there, <laughs> yeah. and then when he tries to use it, just like liquid yeah. comes out the end. Yeah. Yeah, or a piece of popcorn just shoots out. Oh, that maybe that's a good one. Um, so he hides the gun in the popcorn, and when he goes to shoot it, um, <laughs> there's a kernel stuck in like the firing chamber. Yeah, it just like it shoots a bit of popcorn at the back of his head. Yeah, he goes, oh, he's throwing popcorn at me. Yeah, that's good. And he's actually like holding a gun at him. Yeah, that's good. there's definitely some legs here, but it's more like little bits, isn't it? Yeah, this, the story needs work, but I feel like you could. It's you almost definitely... like a sketch, kind of. Like there's loads of little bits and yeah. it's just woven into a, a, a loose enough story that all of these work, but yeah. a strong enough story that actually keeps you wanting to watch it. Yeah. And I definitely think there's some taking the piss out of cinema and different people because we could have people in the audience that are kind of similar to real people. Yes. Yeah, just all the different annoying things that happen in the cinema, like someone keeps getting their phone out yeah. and like... <laughs> Someone could get their phone out, and you know, like in the cinema, when someone gets the phone out, it's super bright. Yeah, but actually, in reality, it's not that bright. You could, someone could get out like a. I was thinking that like a lighthouse comes up, like <laughs> yeah, from the yeah. seat, and just starts yeah. blaring out like sideways. Yeah. Just like just yeah. really exaggerated yeah, exactly. everything. Yeah, and like there's a rustling, like there's a people rustling something or other. And it's just <laughs> so loud. <laughs> They've got like those big rainmaker things. Like, <laughs> upside down, yeah. and it'll slide yeah. down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's definitely some stuff in this. Yeah. Because I feel like that's it. You, the concept is good. And then mm. little funny, but we've already got little funny bits. So you just have to like re- retroactively fit the story to it. Yeah. We already know what the end of the story is. Do we? Yeah. With the thing, with the, the he's always, he wants to kill him and then he realizes not because oh, it okay. comes on the oh, screen. Right. And... I suppose that's kind of the end of the arc. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking there'd probably need to be like a bit as well, like an, you know, the post credit thing. Yeah. I don't know, some joke around that. Maybe, yeah, maybe people are waiting for one and there isn't one. That's it—the marvelization of yeah. like cinema. Yeah, but yeah, no, there's some good stuff there. We've got this as well. What? Oh yeah, the improv app, construction site, vineyard, <laughs> vineyard. You're a vineyard tender. Okay. Do I need one as well, or does yeah. it just come off the back of it? No. I'm a geomorphologist. Oh great. Okay, so I'm a vineyard. Trader, something. You're a germologist. Geo, geomorphologist. And we're in a junkyard. In the in a was it junkyard? Get another one. Treehouse. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> with the treehouse, emotion distracted. Okay. Is that me? That's you. That's me. Your submission. I'm submissive. <laughs> Whatever that is. Okay. Path. Okay. I really should be tending to my vineyard, but I'm distracted. I should be geomorphologizing. Whoa, what are you doing in my treehouse? I'm, I'm here to geomorphologize. And what is that, pray that tell? Essentially, is where you get a rock from a treehouse. That is not the path I thought you were going to take. No, so what I'm here to do, I'm going to make a rock out of these the treehousey bits you've got in here. Oh, okay. That's funny, because I'm in a rock band with the rest of my vineyard traders what are they called um heard it on the grapevine that's good actually yeah i've heard that somewhere before oh it was at geocon ah did you perform at geocon no no we were supposed to last year 
but actually um our sister band performed there oh tribute act yes bird it on the snake wine no it's heard on the grapevine but the it's all capitalized except for the g (laughs) (laughs) is it no no that's a silly joke um that i shouldn't be telling because actually i've got a very substantial uh vineyard uh we do a lot of good oh actually i'll tell you where you might have heard it uh our wine line is also called that is that one of your albums wine Line? yeah uh heard it on the grapevine is our a brand of wine and we actually did the um catering for geocon oh that'll be where i've heard you then yeah is the food was it in the food no it's when you take the cork out of a bottle it plays a segment of the song that's really clever yeah what kind of technology is that have you spent all your money on that technology is that why you live in a tree house no i don't live here my house is down there no you live here i think no well (laughs) there's a big fire that's the shape of a house down there you might want to check oh Oh, it's because I was distracted. Oh, no. I came up here to see where my son was, uh, but I, I was cooking a roast, and that was four hours ago. Oh, my God. So your son's trapped in there. Well, hang on a minute. If the turkey's here, what was in the oven? <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Yeah, that's all right. Let's thought end it there, because that's a strong Yeah, that's a strong finale. End. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, good. Well, that's a good bit of improv there. So if you didn't realise, um, <laughs> I'm not a vineyard trader and he's not a geomorphophysicist. <laughs> or vineyard, as I call yeah. it. Because I what, can't read. What's a geomorphologist? I don't know. We should have a look, actually. Yeah. I thought geos to do with rocks, right? Or yeah. the earth. Yes. Morph is morph in time. Yeah. So it's changing yeah. rocks. The study of landforms and landform evolution. Right, Yes. The topic traditionally has been studied both qualitatively, which is the description of landforms, and quantitatively, which is process-based and describes forces acting on the Earth's surface to produce landforms and landform change. That's not what the difference between qualitative and quantitative. Quantitative is putting numbers behind it and figures and s- s- stats and things. Mm. Not not for this, it isn't. That's where it differs, you see. I see. That's why it's That's so where it morphs. If you'd have been to Geocon like me, you'd have learned that. Yeah. Let's do one more because I think okay. that that was our quick warm up. <clears throat> one I'm more, sufficiently warm, and I need to do more of no, more yes and. Yeah, you're not just supposed to no. say no, but you say no. no I was trying to do no, but rather than <laughs> yes and. If I've said that that's your house, you've got to go with it. Yeah, but I didn't. I think that was weird. It didn't make sense in the narrative that I'd. Why would it be in a treehouse though? Well, that's why I asked you initially why you're in my treehouse. Well, what was would... the treehouse then if you didn't live in that? I mean, obviously, you didn't, nobody lives in the treehouse, no. but for that, I thought it might be funny if you did. I thought I'd just gone up to the treehouse for something. What? To look over my vineyards or something. You know, I don't know. I thought we were going to play along with it, and then you were like, that's my house. But I, I, clearly, I own a vineyard. I'm not a povo. You know, but that's the point. You spent all your money on this singing bottle technology. No, but I hadn't. <laughs> In this I feel world, like you've built the character up too much in your head that yeah. there's no room for improvisation. It's like, no, that didn't happen, you fucker. In this world, I hadn't done that, so I don't know where you're getting at. Oh, look, it's your wife, Marilyn Rook. <laughs> no. <laughs> what? I'm not even married. You're fucking disgusting. My character is divorced. <laughs> right, I'll do one no, more. My character's dead. That's the end. <laughs> right. 
dorm room. Okay, is that my name? Mm. Yeah. Okay. Dorm room. Dorm, We're in a dorm room. Dorm Great. room. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Dorm room. Your job, launch operator. Understood. My job, grave digger. Great. Okay. Okay. Emotion for you. Anticipation. Ooh. Can't wait to hear what yours is. Serenity. <laughs> okay. Word, ad. Nah, get rid of that one. Shit. Could be we're filming an ad. Okay, we can film an ad. All right, fine. Improv, go. Oh, hi. Friend. Hi. I've just, I'm, I'm coming. This is, uh, uni- <laughs> uh, this is my first day at university. I'm learning to be a, a, a launch operator. I'm very excited. Well, what you need is serene grave diggers. <laughs> Sorry, I, I've just seen all the cameras. I didn't read. That's my bad. Are you filming? What are you filming? Are you not the guy? No, this is my dorm room. Sorry. We're using your dorm room to film an advert for our new company, Serene Grave Digging. Oh, that does make sense because we do. This university is built on uh, an, an old Aztec graveyard. Yes, it is. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, that's why we wanted the authenticity. Yeah, um, yeah. The other guy hasn't turned up. Would you mind playing his part? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, you wouldn't, or no, you won't do it. No, I wouldn't mind. Okay, take your clothes but... off. What? Take your clothes off. Why? This is serene grave digging. So essentially, we're burying you naked to the earth. Oh, is it like um, when you get like cleaners round and they're naked? Yeah, we've got another business that does that as well. Serene. Serena. Oh, yes. Grave. Oh, she, one of yours. Yeah. Serena. Grave yeah. digger. She's lovely. Okay, so I'll pop the clothes off then. Yeah. I'll pop them off. It's really cold in here, isn't it, actually? It's very cold. No, it's just small, but it is, okay. it is cold as well. Yeah. Can we get the heating on, Serena? <laughs> Do you mind just doing that? Because that's going to be distracting, I reckon. And we are going full frontal on this. Okay. that's. I'll fluff it up a bit. This will only go How's on that? late at night. Is that better? Yeah, that's better. Good. I'm actually going to try and look at it less than I can. <laughs> yeah, that is a bit rest. weird. Yeah. don't know why you're down at eye level with it. Okay. Good. So what, what so are we filming roll. here? So, did you say, sorry, did you say you're burying me here? What? I just going back a few sentences. I feel like you said you're going to bury me naked. No, it's not. It's no. fake, uh, fake soil. Oh, okay. <clears throat> so it's completely breathable through, and you'll be able to break out straight away. No big deal. The hole does look six feet down, though. Is yeah, that... yeah, yeah. I feel like even fake soil might be difficult to climb out of at six feet down. No, not this, mate, because it's it's authentic. Yeah, so it's got to look real. Okay, because we get a lot of flack in our industry about, you know, fake, faking adverts. Right. We're getting a lot yes. of shit about that lately. Okay. From our rivals. Yes. Who are smearing us and saying, you know, they're not even burying these guys six feet deep. It doesn't even, right. look, it doesn't even look like it. Okay. You know, are they even on an Aztec burial ground? Yeah. And, and you know, we are obviously. You've said enough. I'm brought in. Okay. Uh, so, but I do have a lecture at 10 uh, about, launching missiles and that's quite a key one right yeah so so if we could just let's get on yeah with it, yeah should i just get in the hole then the hole if you could actually just put your hole away for a minute that would be okay. mu- much better difficult hide put, the hole difficult to hide the hole when i'm naked though isn't yeah it? just don't when you clamber down don't turn around and put too much hole on view right okay because we've got a pass from the network 
They can do peen, but they can't do hole. That's what I've heard. It's p- political correctness gone mad. Peen no hole. Peen no hole. That's the rule. I've heard that before, actually. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. So, right. Shaft. Full shaft. Sh- shaft is, we couldn't get him for this. No. Um, Understood. Okay. Just refused to do it. All right. I'll get in the hole. So. I'm in. Well, actually, wait. If you could just come back out. I'm out. You're out the hole. That was fast. I'm a, I'm good at launching myself out of holes, actually. That's brilliant. So mm. I think what we'll do at Serene Grave Digging mm. is I'll just give the the intro, set the scene, yeah, and then you climb in the hole. We'll fill you in. Nice. Yeah. And then we'll cut, and we'll definitely remember to get you out. Okay, great. Because we've only got five minutes until yeah, we need to... Yeah, that's fine. We can okay. do it really quick. All right. Here at Serene Grave Digging, we give you the most serene burial you could ever wish for. You're naked to the si- to the sky and naked to the soil. Get in. Amen. As you can see, it is one of the more serene burials you can wish for. No coffin required. Uh, sorry. sorry. I don't feel very serene about any of this, to be honest. You're up to your neck in soil now, so you should be. No, I'm kind of worried about. I don't. I don't think I'm going to get my deposit back because <coughs> you've dug a six foot hole in my dorm room. Dug six foot. We actually asked him before, and he was <laughs> he completely died. fine with it. Did he? Yeah. Serena, you won't believe it. Dug six foot died. He died because I forgot to launch. He missile. died because the improv sketch was so long yeah. that he just he just collapsed. I feel like in these sorts of situations, you'd have someone at the side changing the scene, maybe, because mm. this mm. was dreadful from the beginning. Yeah. I feel like we went very heavily into your character, <laughs> and my character was very sidelined. No, he was, he was in the advert. Yeah. He was a main character in the advert, actually. Okay. And he was naked for some reason. I didn't like that bit either, to be honest. You felt very vulnerable, didn't I you? I did feel, yeah. I know it's improv as well, and I don't know why you made me get naked in real life. <laughs> that felt wrong to me. <laughs> yeah. But there you go. So, yeah, this is our Christmas special. We're going to watch A Violent Night, which is, uh, I think it's like a play on words, um, because it's it's kind of like Violent Night, like with a K. Oh, is it? I think, yeah. It's like a silent K. Or silent night. It's probably that, isn't silent it? Silent K. Oh, so maybe night. it's both, because it's like a silent night, because the K is silent. There's no K. No, I know, but because it's invisible as well. <laughs> um, the K is invisible. But yeah, so this is uh, it's a David Harbour, John Leguizamo, Beverly D'Angelo kind of flick. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I think it's Dolby 5.1. Uh, and off the top of my head, I think it's when a family is held hostage on Christmas Eve. It's down to Santa to give the crooks his untraditional Santa's beatings action comedy with David Harbour. <laughs> so there you are. This is Violent Night. The boys are enjoying the movie very much and have definitely not considered changing to another movie. They stop to discuss one of the action scenes that they have absolutely just watched, and certainly haven't used an app for improv props to create a better movie. Right, we'll stop it there, because um, I think we should probably discuss that scene. The scene in the... Uh, in the butchers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think about the scene in the butchers? 
I admired it. Did you? Yeah. All right. <laughs> what about the bit with the winch Derek operator? Though? That was really weird. Why was he in there? Doesn't make any sense, did it? I just found it odd because it, it kind of turned into a sort of weekend at Bernie's almost where there was someone operating winch Derek. Uh, yeah. Because previously he was operating himself. In the butchers. In and the butchers. for some reason, um, Lover's Rock by TV Girl was playing, wasn't it? That was weird. That was odd. I wondered that why they chose that one. Um, and instantly, all was commotion. Yeah, was. <laughs> <laughs> But what about the um, the Bacella Chris Chilcotine? Which was, that was really interesting. <laughs> what is that, actually? <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, that was weird, wasn't it? The Bacella Chris Chilcotine which, as far as I'm aware, is a spur-throated grasshopper. So it was kind of a weird butcher, really, wasn't it, in many ways, if that's what they were eating. It was very odd. It it felt very out of place in this movie. But then the next bit in the open-plan office is the bit I wanted to talk about. Okay. Because uh, obviously there were no deaths in that butcher's. Um, just a nice recap there for the yep. people that haven't seen yep. the movie. Um so we get into the open plan office and then <laughs> <laughs> that's the bit where <laughs> obviously the office is shut down um, because they've got an issue with their boiler. Yeah. 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 So then the mechanic yeah, comes it. in, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> He's so vigilant. <laughs> he's just so. He comes in, he spots the problem straight away. He's brilliant, actually. He's, he's so good. I know it's a movie and it's like they, they've planned that out, but honestly, the best portrayal of a boiler mechanic I've yeah. ever seen. Because I thought he was going to be <laughs> terrifying. Well, yes, you know. but that's. <laughs> <laughs> that's. You're, you're putting a lot of yourself in the movie there because obviously you're very afraid of the boiler technician because we That's had true. one when we were young. <laughs> That's true, yeah. We, um, we had one when we were younger. A boiler? <laughs> a boiler mechanic come to our house when we were younger, do you remember? Yeah. <laughs> he killed that yeah, that was amazing, wasn't it? That was such a <laughs> visceral memory for me. That's why you're so terrified of boiler mechanics, but actually most boiler mechanics don't kill pigeons that often. No, but this one was on his territory though, wasn't it? That's the thing. They're very territorial boiler mechanics. They are, yeah. And if you've got a pigeon, and it doesn't even matter if that pigeon is a tourist escort, he'll kill them either way. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Whether it's gamefully employed or not, it makes no difference to him. No, yeah. Did you say He'll gamefully? Because pigeons oh, are game. That's clever. That's that clever that, that if I had said that. <clears throat> yeah, but obviously um, not. So in in this movie, obviously that that mechanic was called for a distraction because Santa needs to come in. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, when it wasn't night time. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Kanye West was in it. That was he weird. was, yeah. It was really weird that he was there, but I, I he think was working actually, late. I think was in the office. He thought <coughs> it was a slight cameo, wasn't it? Yeah, but, but we should have left background. the office yeah. um, when everyone was um, sent out. But then I really like the bit where it was like that you couldn't hear what was going on in the scene and it was just done to the Red Hot Chili Peppers song onto the bridge and it was like beat for beat. Yeah. It was really good. It was a bit like an Edgar Wright kind of. Yeah. Movie. It was really good that bit. I like that bit. And obviously it was happening under a bridge as well. Yeah. So that was like really good, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. And there was like the troll that lived under the bridge. Yeah. Um, who worked as an ornithologist. It's actually with owls. That's birds more birds, generally, I think. Birds, so that's where the pigeon it? came in. Right. Yes, of course. That makes sense now. That's why it was so terrifying for you. Uh, because that you were like, oh, maybe boiling mechanics do kill pigeons as well as fix boilers. But anyway, let's get to the real crux of that part. So why did we do you think you would have survived the The pigeon stoving? No, the the Oh, the next <clears throat> bit. Yeah. The, um... <laughs> The um <laughs> the um the bit with the the bit in the rain <laughs> I don't know. the bit with rainforest wasn't he the guy from the office? <laughs> Why was he in it? (laughs) So he... (laughs) That's the... The bit with Houdini. That was actually quite good because it it kind of felt a bit like uh, the Avengers Assemble moment when you had Boiler Mechanics, you had Houdini, (laughs) Ball Brian, (laughs) and Santa Claus. Ball Brian, do you think? That was quite an incredible moment, but really gets the crux of the bit. What we're talking about, do we think we would have died on the... <laughs> Look at that. Practice. <laughs> the, um, the for- oh, well, yeah, the forced massage. Yeah. The forcing massage practice. That was weird. That was it, it, of course, yes. So the... They enter the office. Um, and orifice. The orifice, yeah. And they um, they start forcing massage onto them, which yeah. is then Santa comes down, starts beating the shit out of the, the masseuse. <laughs> Flirting with the, um, the, the troll, the ornithologist troll. Yeah. Which that was, was weird a weird bit of romance, wasn't it? That felt forced, if anything. And that wasn't in the book either. No, I didn't read that no. bit in there. It was a bit weird. That. It was very much like The Hobbit and the whole weird mm. triangle. <laughs> but then it switches really quickly, doesn't it? To Like, it goes from an office to the uh, Paruva Palam Dam, which is so strange. <laughs> But it just really goes to show how powerful Santa really is because he can yeah. get there so, so quick. True, <clears throat> true. Um, um, <laughs> what was that movie doing? 
<laughs> so then uh, Santa drinks that magic hooch. Yes. Um, which I think is what restores his powers or somewhat. That's after right. he's had to fight the troll. Yes. No, he bridge. made love to the troll. Yeah, that was it. It was yeah. kind of like a fight. I think it was one of those where it's supposed to be ambiguous. We don't really know whether they're fighting or it's or passionate love making. Yeah, no. Um, and that made me feel optimistic, if you're honest. <laughs> <laughs> it made me feel. <laughs> Apprehensive, which actually is more of a like genuine, <laughs> <laughs> which is more of a genuine reaction because the troll was underage. Yes, yeah, no, and that to be honest, that was quite a shock reveal, wasn't it? It was. I don't know. It was very weird to you know go from that love making to then just a still of the driver's license of the troll. <laughs> yeah, it was really. very odd. They could have, I feel like, maybe explained that through some dialogue, but. Odd choice, but at least, you know, it, it just goes to show that Santa is a bit of a bastard and maybe that's why he likes giving presents to kids. Yeah, that could be it, couldn't it? And then Santa's list of... He gets the, his list out to find out where he's got to go next, what children he's got to go to, but he's got the <coughs> wrong list out, hasn't he? That's quite funny because I guess he just forgot to check it twice. Yeah, he checked it once and it was yeah. actually the list of automobile manufacturers of Europe. Yes. And then it's odd that they went through all of them. That was an odd bit of dialogue there. Yeah, I think it's obviously product placement, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the issue. All of the manufacturers all in Europe. Equally. Mm. That's what funded the film, just, you know, a few quid from each. Yeah. Um, which Very was amazing. And that's... But then, really, to get to the crux of the... <laughs> the clock tower scene, that was weird, wasn't it? The clock tower scene, I think... Do you think you would have survived the clock tower scene? Because it made me feel... Made you feel... Very annoyed, actually... Um, you, you see, you were annoyed, but I was annoyed. <laughs> because when they were behind the clock face in the clock tower yeah. fighting, and he grabs the um the the minute hand, didn't he? Yes. He grabbed the minute hand and he starts fighting him. Mm. And I thought that's just so unrealistic because the hands would be on the outside. Yeah, they? it's they're a not good the inside. Point. So that's you know it's that's a good point. That um, made me really terrified. <laughs> A lot of things made me feel terrified or annoyed in this. It is a it is a horror, to be fair. Um, yeah. There are some horror elements to it. True, true. Much like the works of J.D. Considine. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I could feel that kind of coming through a little mm. bit. Um, Although he was more of a neuropsychologist than oh, a filmmaker. Oh, really? I thought he was a <laughs> marketing analyst. Um, I suppose, aren't we all marketing analysts in some way? I suppose so, yeah. That, no, that was point. one of his famous quotes, actually. Yeah. Um, so that's that's really, you know... But really, let's go on to the crux of it. So when... <laughs> <laughs> After the clock tower scene, um, that's probably where we would... Where we paused... This is where we just paused it, and the raiding scene has just happened. Yeah. So the um, reindeer came down the raid deer yeah the raid deer yeah that's a slight play on words from yeah it's quite good actually that bit. but do you think you'd be able to survive the onslaught um of the reindeer i think i maybe would be able to deal with rudolph prancer mm. vixen but i'm not sure about the others what do you think um i think a hunter's wondrous skill you know, the prefer proverbial evanescence of a thing writ in 
So probably put you know putting that into taking that into account, I would I would definitely be be fine, especially with my training as a chop saw operator, because I'd you probably use that effectively. Was yeah. there a chop saw at the um the haunted house? I'm not sure, but I do think they picked one up from the previous scene in the ad agency. Oh, ad agency. Yeah, he was good, wasn't he? He was good, yeah. Yeah, that made me feel angry, man. <laughs> if I'm honest. I know I just said I thought it was good, but I'm, I'm angry now. Uh, furious, actually. <laughs> because you could hear his footsteps too loudly. It just took me out of the scene completely. I think they did a weird thing with the audio mix there. But I, what I wanted to say was... <laughs> what? The bit that I... um was more annoyed about rather than the footsteps was um you know when the boats still lingered in the wake yeah what drugged right i thought the sound of the waves were too loud for that scene i could barely hear it <laughs> <laughs> i could barely hear that bit of dialogue but what, uh, the bit i did hear and i thought was quite pivotal was the the bit where i was like nay Signor, mm. uh, hereabouts in this dull, warm, most lazy and hereditary. Yeah. I thought that was quite, quite. A, that was my desired goal for the film. Really, was to to see that because it left me quite optimistic about what was going to come next. You know. Yes. Yeah. And obviously, what did come next was um, the open plan office again, which was really which weird. Went back there. It? Yeah. Um, but no, that it kind of makes sense because there's a lot more story to be told there. I think because we only really got to see the boiler mechanic and him just start to behead the pigeon. It kind of cut, didn't it? It wasn't that gratuitous. Yeah. So I, I didn't want to see the aftermath of that. And that probably yeah. gets to the crux of it. Do we think we'd have survived the open pan office when the thing happened? Um, the, um, the pleasant goat and the big, big wolf, when they came around and they were sad weren't they actually when they came but it was actually it was quite um it was really good to go from quite an optimistic scene to then jump down into that sadness yeah was it was quite jarring but also i felt that that helped um, yeah and the juxtaposition of those feelings was quite nice yeah um but then when i thought to bring us back out of that sadness they put on doja cat didn't they yeah and agora hills which you know, <clears throat> it's a song and it's good. Um, Originally by Alice Seligsberg. So it's a cover from uh, Doja Cat. Really good. Did you know Doja Cat used to be a tile designer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, wow, that makes me feel... <laughs> <laughs> that makes me feel... A bit of contempt, really. Her, to be honest, really, yeah, because that's really weird. Because I feel anticipation for it in a way to see what More she does. So next. her music than her tiling. Yeah, because I followed her from when she was a tile designer, and way back you could see the potential. Then, well, the reason why I feel a bit of contempt is because before she was a tile designer, she. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she was a ballistics professor, oh. and that's why I feel a little bit of contempt towards her because i think she was when when she was that ballistics professor she was very aggressive and you could see that 
the passion for what she was doing came out of, as aggression, which was and you know a bit a bit scary. But I thought she was kind of my savior at that point because I, I went through that small bout of. <laughs> So I was I was quite happy when <laughs> I was quite happy when she when she was that ballistics professor. But then she obviously went to the tile thing and then she did the music and I feel a little bit of contempt for her because of that. Um yeah, no, but right. her latest song, um, with the uh she, that she did she did a cover of Taylor Swift's August, didn't she? <clears throat> um yeah. but weirdly in the middle she put in the list of the TV episodes um from that show. What the was Dead it? Zone. The Dead Zone, yeah. I thought that was a bit weird. <clears throat> but um, it's the list motif coming back again, isn't it? Yes. Because we had the Santa's list, yeah. the other list that I can't remember, and then that one. So yes. that's like consistent. That's definitely, yeah. Just but so Taylor Swift, mm. there's a weird thing I don't understand. Maybe you know what it <laughs> what it's about. So she has these songs that say Taylor's version. What does that mean? They're all her version, aren't they? It's her fucking song. No, so what happened? Um she was with a big label when she first started out. And where was she? Uh when she when, recorded it? Well, no, it was before she got, I think it was, she, she used to be in a monastery, right? And she used to sing uh, oh. and someone found her and we're like, we need to get you on a record. Who found her? Um, I think, I think it was the monastery's choir director okay. who had some ties with a big label. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And I think his name was Hank Nichols. Yeah. 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 I think, but basically that big label um, owned all her tracks oh. and, they made her do it a certain way that maybe she didn't want to do. Um, so she, uh, when she broke up with that big label, cause they were bastards, um, Kelly Clarkson gave her the idea, just re-record all your old things. So you can have the masters for your songs. So now um, she's re-releasing all of her albums as Taylor's version so that she gets all the money cause she needs it. Cause she's only a billionaire. Okay. So that's why the album was called tidying. Because it was she was tidying up all the loose ends exactly in her that, life, yeah. <clears throat> and then obviously she followed it up with restraining, because she took out a restraining order on, on the Nichols. manager. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And that made me feel <laughs> a bit scared, to be honest. Yeah, a bit scared and a bit a bit distracted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. I think that's what she was going for, actually. <laughs> And you can tell the experience she's had in the monastery. You know, she sometimes was scared about Hank Nichols stealing her music, but other times she was distracted by the beautiful tile work that yeah. Doja Cat had done in there. Yeah. <laughs> and um, that just really made it a really interesting kind of sonic experience when I you listen so. to it for the yeah, first time. I think so. Um, <laughs> so that, uh, she did that song with Ed Sheeran. On his latest album, yeah, percentage sign, percentage sign, really good that was. Oh, they did the cover, didn't they? Of uh... <laughs> right, this is the least random song for you. They did that that cover of "My Love, Mine or Mine" by Mitski. Yeah, which was all right. It was. It, it made okay. me feel annoyed, <laughs> if I'm honest. That's weird because I felt. <laughs> I really felt like I needed to grieve because of that song. Because oh, where did you go to grieve? <laughs> Rainforest Cafe. Did you? Yeah. Why? Because it's in the Midlands. Oh right, okay. Tell a supervisor, Barry Noah. <laughs> Tell us version. <laughs> 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 the 
So she used to work in a bank. Yeah. And um, while she was working in the bank, she recorded versions of the all, Teller's version. Yes. Yeah. That's why, basically. Um, and actually used this really clever thing, uh, non-synonymous substitution. Yeah, which I think is a bit dumb because it does change words for other words that mean completely different things. But actually, yeah. there are some ways of weaving that in that you can create a new way of interpreting the music, which is yeah. quite nice, actually. Um, changing the lyrics on top of the music and the melody can actually give you a whole new experience. Changing every nice. word in the song to mean the opposite word. Yeah, sometimes. Quite yeah, it's quite it's quite clever. And then sometimes also changing it to be a list of TV shows is also used recently a lot. But mm. <clears throat> I don't know. But anyway, to get back to the... <laughs> To get back to the crux of what we're trying to do. <laughs> There's so much crux going on. We've got back to so many cruxes. But uh, so do you think you would have died in the studio? So when we go to Taylor's studio, when she's doing the recording, yeah. Santa comes in. He's there. He's there doing the jingle bells on that song. Do you think you would have died? How, how did you feel about that studio? I was, was rage filled, to be honest. And I'll tell you why. Because that's a famed studio, you know, Abbey, Abbey Road. Road. It's got all that kind of vibe going on. And that really should be an antidote to what's come before it. But actually what it ended up being was a big <laughs> surprise. <laughs> and the big surprise was that the uh, advertising manager was there. <laughs> I didn't see that coming because he was such a, a bit part of the beginning, yeah. wasn't he? He was barely in it. And that's quite ironic that, he wasn't able to advertise that he was going to be in it later on. Yeah. He know? was such a small cameo that, yeah. you know, remember when Kanye had that cameo in the open plan <laughs> office, he was stood behind him. Yes. That's how much in the background he was. Very weird. You could barely see him. I thought that was quite interesting as well that, because obviously Kanye and Taylor had that big falling out, didn't they? Yeah. It was, it was interesting to see that this was the production that got <laughs> them back together. Yeah, I know. I couldn't believe that actually. No. Um, I did believe it. Yeah. <laughs> did believe it open parentheses sounds of blackness song close parentheses i thought i thought you were gonna say that i thought you were gonna say that so yeah i mean they implemented that bit in the story um and you know mapple himself couldn't beat it and he's reckoned something come <laughs> and then the final scene um in the movie so i mean guess we need to work out whether we would have died here or not so let's set the scene for people dark red by steve lacy's playing it's on the <laughs> it's on the assembly line you've got the double bass player there <laughs> facing off with santa for the final final bout the final showdown Santa's ecstatic at this point. He's killed the pigeon, the monkey, the, all the other dogs, whatever the other animals were. Mm. Taylor was killed off in the previous scene by the pharmacist, mm. which I thought was unbelievable. That was crazy. Another bit part. Yeah. Doing, you know. Yeah. Um, Gress, Gregor was disembaguated. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that was weird. But that, that the whole sort of emotion from that scene was a bit misplaced because <laughs> it was like it brought fear and i don't think that was it faded pretty quickly though no that's good um it faded pretty quickly when santa got undressed 
So I was no longer scared. I was <coughs> ecstatic. <laughs> so his emotion transferred onto yeah. you, really. Which is, I mean, powerful, powerful script to do that. Yeah. Um, I think it was interesting because Santa derobes and then you know he it showed him as being the same as us yeah once he wasn't wearing the suit anymore you know once he wasn't <laughs> wearing the colors of missouri wesleyan college anymore yeah he was he was completely sorry that's what i call red and white oh, of course yeah yeah because he went to missouri uh wesleyan college yeah right? roll yeah. tide baby yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah um yeah. so yeah. sorry well, he's wearing wearing red, red and white, white yeah, yeah. yeah once he wasn't wearing that anymore he showed his nakedness and his you know yeah he, he was like a real human being at that point yeah and um, it, it it's I'm, it, I'm glad he committed to the bit because mm. uh, at the very beginning he was like I i'm gonna show you what's in santa's big red sack yeah and at the end of the movie he really did he showed yeah. us what was in his big big red sack no he did actually and it was what odd that they did that in the um farmer's market because <laughs> yeah that, it was just a bit odd that they chose that location over all the others and it made me feel a bit um <laughs> it made me think like oh what's gonna happen next i was like anticipating the next thing because it's difficult not to try and anticipate the next thing when they keep like you know, know swerving yeah. around the plot for you um which when they did get to the next place, which I think was close to the end, um, because it was when Santa finally got um, accosted and was uh, in the police station, they'd put him in the little jail. I I felt that um, I was a bit sad, actually. Yeah. Because I, I was like, I was kind of, by the end of the movie, I was kind of rooting for Santa a little bit. Um, but then obviously... <laughs> Obviously, then when <laughs> obviously then when Santa was exiled by uh, Dominic Keating, yeah, that was that was crazy because that part of the speech when he was like, "So, um, Santa, you're exiled for for you know killing all those animals, Taylor Swift, and and for disrobing in the farmers market." Oh, Swift, and, that's kind of bird as well. Oh yeah, maybe that's Pigeon. where he got con yeah, confused. Yeah. yeah, um, but then he was like, you know affluent cultivated fields unrivaled for fertility by billiard room yeah that I in thought, the billiard room yeah. so the whole thing was like cluedo it's like cluedo and they would they were laying those clues all the way through weren't they yeah which was just amazing um and it truly was a violent night yeah but do you think you would have survived that, so that last bit in the um, the bit in the assembly line with mm, the police station yeah. and the billiard room. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I would. Yeah, I what would I you would. have done differently? I would have um, probably used the um, the tiles from um, yeah, Doja the monastery. Cat, yeah. the, the monastery. Yeah, yeah. I would have probably just like thrown those mm -hmm. at Santa, just disorientated him. Yeah. Um, and just you know, use that general feeling of um of loathing that I had towards him to yeah. just really power me through. Yeah, and you know, vary the attack, come <laughs> round the back. Yeah, he's naked as well at this point, so he's vulnerable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then you know, probably like push him onto the assembly line bit, and then yeah. he would like he'd go on the conveyor yeah. belt. Um, and that would probably finish him off then. But the post-credit scene where he was working as an advisory title officer. 
Yes. That was an interesting thing because we last saw him in prison and then suddenly he's out. So that's like, you know, is that going to be a sequel? Mm. There could be something in that, couldn't there? Yes. Um, because apparently Nemoroso Requelme yes. is attached to direct the sequel. So, yes. so that will go in a different direction. <clears throat> that it? is crazy because he's normally directing films that are a lot more um, apprehensive. Um, yeah. I think I'd probably describe his directing style as that because his last movie... It was apprehensive, wasn't it? That's what made you say that his yeah. next one would be. Yes, but yes. maybe you know, I think yeah, it was useful that that was the last scene because I really think um... that was it, wasn't it? There wasn't anything else. No, that was it. I was just thinking about the advert afterwards. Um, I really need to get that television installed. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So <clears throat> I think two. How many deaths was that? None, 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 yeah. no deaths. Yeah, shame, but you know, what can you do? Yeah, Great film, though. Good film, good film. I mean, my probably overall, I was amazed by it, really. Yeah, I, I admired it more than anything. I'll tell you for why. Yeah, because yeah. it had the gall to mm. use 16 different locations, <laughs> 14 different main characters, yeah, eight different Taylor's version Taylor Swift songs. Yeah. And a previously unwritten backstory for Doja Cat, the singer. And when you put all those things together, you know, <laughs> that's your dorm room. Yeah. This has been Serene Grave Diggers. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. I, I, I think really um, to bring it all together, I think a quote from one of my favorite books, Moby Dick kind of sums it all up to be honest. yeah go on then <laughs> go on then that quote again <laughs> some old naturalists have maintained that all creatures of the land are oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, what go on because it's really Sorry. apposite quote are uh, brothel that's brilliant which way to end just it? it just really sews that all together very, very nicely. And do you know what? If they do make that sequel with that director, I mean, let me tell you right now, I've, I'm in awe of him and I would happily watch that as a, a sequel. Um, mm. Maybe we'll get some deaths in it. Maybe not. Brilliant. Well, that was Violent Night. Yeah. Um, I'm just absolutely disgusted <laughs> if I'm honest yeah uh, by how good it was I was a bit surprised when David Harbour wasn't in it anymore yeah after 16 um, minutes that every person disappeared yeah and that initially made me apprehensive but I, I think it paid off mm. I think the, the the quick changes in that hour and a half that it had left were needed mm. it really it, the film went quickly it felt like we hadn't even watched it that was how quick. That's it how by. quick it felt. Yeah, I agree. Um, good, perfect one for this podcast, though. Yeah, no, definitely. I do worry because some of them aren't. Some good. of them, some of them, like you watch the f sort of first sixteen minutes, and you're like, "Is this actually a comedy?" And is it kind of like one of those hallmark, you know, movies that it's set it's in a, a cheesy shop? Or yeah. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, it's so hmm. you can change one letter and it has such different meaning, doesn't it? He's like a kid in a sweet shop, kid in a sweatshop. Yeah, it is odd Very that Hallmark movies have gone that direction. They're quite yeah. poignant these days, which mm. makes me feel a little. <laughs> Makes you feel a little bit bored, is it? Yeah, I don't know. Makes me alerted to things actually more. So it does raise kind some... of heightened to um, you know virtual snorkeling that you can do actually. Yeah. Um. And, and have you seen that virtual snorkeling? <laughs> you can do. It's a really good breathing um like mechanism, isn't it? To help yeah. You get through situations that maybe you wouldn't be able to before. Yeah. A surprising number of people have drowned. Actually, yeah, virtual snorkeling. Yeah. Um, Personally, call me old-fashioned, but virtual to me means you know, like AR or VR or something. But people are actually, you know, going snorkeling with a VR headset on, I'm just filling it in the water. Yeah, which is uh, weird, without the snorkel, so it doesn't really. <clears throat> Who knew? <laughs> Who knew? Who knew that there'd be such an outpouring of items, <laughs> you know, that have been stolen from a foe? But no judgment here because it's an economical way to live. And actually, if you reflect on that, it should be the standard way of living, you know. Not all this ritzy, you know, authoritative, you know, pilar kind of living, <laughs> but ultimately keep your finances in check on all fronts and don't threaten to be swaying pictures. Because that's scarce, isn't it? Sometimes floral minerals can be examined. If you advise, you know, tea, codependent frontiers. And that is really the only way I can sum it up, other than to say, from his head and stamped up and down on it, then picking it up, economic geographer. That's a really good point. And I think for me, just to sum it up, <laughs> I think some people accuse us of um, only watching films about reefs. But I think in the near future, um, we might be a bit toned deaf um, about, you know, people that have been plagued by different issues and capsules. Uh, being pampered um, <laughs> has maybe made me a little bit impotent, um, but I'm a sucker uh, for being displaced by things. Um, you know, a, a flunk. <laughs> you know, a flunk wares shop that has crack in it in in a drawer somewhere, um, maybe in the Mayflowers, mm. makes me unfaithful uh, to lepers. Um, but it's just a matter of time, you know, indicating the skill uh, towards inmates, uh, it, you know, cringe. <laughs> <laughs> it's just filth, isn't it? Um, but do you know what? I've decided uh, to get my floorboards sorted because <laughs> <laughs> they're a bit crispy. I hate crispy floorboards, actually. Yeah, so are the panels mm. um, and my <laughs> noses as well. Is it crispy nose? Yeah. You can get examine it if you want. Um, yeah. But you know, don't don't be argumentative because uh, I'm telling you that it is crispy. Um, but anyway, uh, you know, I'm a bit of an old guy, and I like my innuendos, uh, and I like my films with a bit of longitude to them. But this one's this one was narrowed. Uh, so I think overall, I'd say if you're going to get in an automobile, uh, 
Make it a duplex. Very good. Very good film. Yeah, good. Um, do you want to do the last 16 of uh, the mascot fight? Let's do it. Come yeah. on. We've let's done the get movie, this show so on the let's road. Let's do that bit. Done the movie. Turn the movie off, in fact, before it gets burnt into your screen. This is really an episode, do we think? I don't know. I, I thought we were going to joke around that and then actually watch the movie, but <laughs> we could. So that do you can, want to watch the movie? Well, that can be our, if the movie's shit. I was going to give it another like 10, 15 minutes or so. Okay, let's do that then. Okay, let's do that. Because I really think there's a there's a bit of setup here, but I think it will. There's not much left in all reality. So I think just. Yeah, it might, like you say, turn and then there's something. Yeah. Can't go two seconds without crapping on the roof like a bunch of pigeons. Yes. So unprofessional. As if it was exactly what. <laughs> <laughs> Are they in an open planet? <laughs> After his reindeer get spooked, Santa is trapped in the house with the Christmas-themed goons and has to have his first fight. Death. Yeah, I think he's got to be in it. Yeah, he only survived because he was able to hold him off for a bit. But I feel like we would have died there. Yeah, definitely. He was like smacking him around with the gun. I don't think he'd be strong enough to stop him doing that. No, dead. Would you have tried to do anything different to escape? Or like, I don't think it's possible, is it? No. No, you're just stuck there, really. So I feel like it's inevitable. Although you probably just would have gone with him, right? You wouldn't have tried to fight him. Yeah, that's true. Although in Santa's shoes, <laughs> would you have tried to see? I don't understand the premise of this. So Santa's real, but no one knows he's real. Well, but surely the parents must because they're putting they stuff must. out and he's eating it. Yeah, and he's bringing gifts. Yeah. Why was the grandma at the beginning surprised by the fact that she? Well, exactly. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. He knew who her grandson was if Santa is established to be real yes. in this universe. Yes. Unless he's only just become real. Yes. Somehow. But he said he'd been doing it longer than he could remember yes. at the start. So that's straight away bollocks. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Like you're not grounding it in reality here. <laughs> yeah. Which sounds stupid to say, but you do kind of have to establish something, don't you? Yeah. At the beginning. Otherwise, it doesn't really make sense. No. Because are they all going to be surprised that Santa's about kicking ass? Like, who saved us? Oh, my God, it was Santa. Christmas spirit and all this bullshit. But Either he's been delivering presents to children or he hasn't. Yes, exactly. That's the bit I'm worried about. (laughs) I understand. Maybe that will be explained. It better be. Otherwise, it's kind of a bit weird. Yeah. What I'm imagining here now, though, is that this is Die Hard, but with Santa. Uh, Probably, yeah. Right. One death. Santa finds himself in a barn, at siege by a large group of armed mercenaries, with only a sledgehammer to defend himself. Half an hour to go, oh my god, this is the longest film ever. <laughs> I thought that was the end. I thought we were pretty close, yeah. Oh, it's so thing. rough, this. Yeah, third death, I mean, there's like a thousand deaths in there, but... We normally do want a scene, don't we? I think that's got to be a death. Like, he was just swinging the hammer around. Like, I feel like you do that for a bit, but one of them would shoot you, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah. Someone would get you. And he's got a lot of uh, priors with hammers, whereas... Yeah, exactly. He's well-trained with that. Yeah. I don't really understand the law behind Santa in this one or how it works, but... I think it's like... 
there is like a, a Nordic kind of yeah. background to it, isn't there? So I guess that I know, but if it, if that was true and he's been around for 1,100 years, 1,200 years, surely if people have been getting gifts for that long, people yeah. you understand that he's real. It doesn't make any sense that yeah, I don't. doesn't think he's real. If he's literally giving people kites and things. They haven't fully thought it through, have they? No. Bad from them. And then, I, I guess, preferred our version. I guess maybe if, like, kids get so many presents, like, parents might lose track of where they've come from. Oh, who got you a kite? I guess so. Maybe they'd be like, oh, it was Santa that got it for me. And they'd be like, oh, yeah. Yeah. all the illusions, so they wouldn't say anything. But they would still privately be like, well, we never got her a kite. No one got her yeah, a kite. Yeah, but he got Dolph Lundgren, whatever his name was, a uh, fucking bike. Yeah. You wouldn't lose track <laughs> of that That's one, true. There's just a whole, basically, like, generations of parents that think the kids are, like, stealing from yeah. places. Either way, it doesn't really make that much sense. But Does he, like, use the magic Christmas. to, like, make them forget? He doesn't say that. They didn't. Yeah, but maybe that will come up later or... Maybe. Because he'll has, obviously he'll be revealed to them all at the end. Yes. And then he'll have to, like, make the parents forget that Santa exists. Unless he's or... never revealed and that little girl's like, Santa saved us. <laughs> Is that your impression of her? Yeah. Santa saved us. That's exactly what she sounded like. You do German. Do, do an impression of her then. Damn it. Damn it. No. Yeah. <laughs> Santa saved us. Santa saved us. Yeah, Santa's here. Come on, Santa. Yeah. You're being Sexy silly. That's Santa. not what I'm doing. No, I'm not doing that. I'm saying Santa saved us. I'm messaging Santa on the radio. Santa's here. Yeah. No, you're being silly with it. Guten Tag, Santa. No. Santa saved us. No. Santa saved us. <laughs> <laughs> You're an idiot. You're an idiot. It's fucking shit. Let's maybe. not. Should we just not? We have to Fast for the fans. It. Do it at two times speed. I would if I could. Nearing the end of the movie, Santa has two final fights, one during an attempted snowmobile escape, and one with the main antagonist, Scrooge. A couple of deaths there, maybe. So there was a snowmobile trek. Hmm. I, f- I mean, I guess we have to follow what the story does, but... You could have left the whole. You could have left them to get away with it because they're all horrible people. Yeah. Other than the kids who maybe couldn't change. Is that the kid there? That's like a really small, tiny Tim-looking fuck. <laughs> what the hell is that? Is that definitely a stand-in? Like that's an old dude, just on their knees. Yeah. with their shoes underneath. Yeah, their knees. That's not her. That's very weird. So we maybe, you know, you couldn't, you didn't necessarily have to have done the snowmobile thing, but let's say we did it anyway. We probably would have died there. You, would you have slid on the fucking thing? And it's not possible. He slid yeah. on the thing and it looked like he overshot it massively yeah. and then somehow managed somehow to hit the guy Christmas in the head. Magic. Yeah. Landed on the thing and then he suddenly knew how to use the snowmobile. Yeah. It was all just very, yeah, unrealistic. Very so you probably die on that bit. Yeah, and then die there as well. I think you would the way it played out, but I don't really know why he's losing a fight to that guy. No, I don't know. All of a sudden. Scrooge, uh, I don't know. It's all very, very dumb, this movie. It's very silly. There have been a couple of moments that are quite funny and quite cool, seeing Santa be a badass, but overall it's just dumb, isn't it? Not much of it makes any sense. No. But we're almost done. It's Christmas. Hanging up, you stuck it on the wall.
Are you hanging up your stockings on your wall? Are you hanging up your stockings on the wall? Are you hanging up your stockings on your wall? Are you hanging up your stockings on the wall? <laughs> Great, good movie. <laughs> I was in tears for about three hours when I first saw that video. Yeah, it's so funny. Oh my god. Um, one question I have around that movie is uh when they were first trying to figure out who Santa was, mm. uh John Leguizamo's character, who was like, Who have you hired to be Santa Claus for your little soiree? And she's like I haven't. That's too tacky. And yet she hired like the elves and things. So apparently, like that's Santa Claus is one step too far. But yeah, she hired everyone else and decorated the whole house. Yeah, Anton decorated the whole house. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yes, I shouldn't contract words unnecessarily. <laughs> oh no, you've contracted words. You can yeah. Be okay. Uh... I don't know if there's a cure for words yet. No. Um, good, right, okay. Bad movie. Don't know how it's got a four and a half star. It's got like a 76 on Rotten Tomatoes, I think. I guess it's something different, isn't it? Something different, that's true. It's something different. David Harbour was all right. Nice to see John Leguizamo. Nice to see... Be- <laughs> <laughs> nice to see Beverly Angelo, uh, who is from the... National Lampoon's movies. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah. yeah. She'll see it later, honey. Her eyes are frozen shut. <laughs> That's what I was thinking yeah. of when they're outside. Yeah. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, five deaths. That's quite a lot. It's quite a lot. The five deaths of Christmas. On the first death of Christmas, you get impaled. <laughs> On the second death of Christmas, you have a flaming eye. On the third death of Christmas, there's a thousand dudes in a barn. On the f- <laughs> on the fourth death of Christmas, there's a snowmobile ride from hell. That's good. On the fifth death of Christmas, Scrooge gets blown up a chimney. Oh, I thought you were rearing for a round of applause. Rearing? Yeah. <laughs> well, I could do that if you want no, me to. No, not if it's forced. No, I think that was good. That Five was a deaths. good summary way of doing it that gets it out of the way fast. Yeah. By singing that song. The Five Deaths of Christmas, a well-known Christmas song. It oh, could be our. We could actually release that, Five Deaths of Christmas, or we could do like, hang on. Way more. I was thinking we could have twelve. We'd have twelve episodes out by Christmas. Oh, actually, Advent calendar three. Hang on, carry the one. I think we actually might have twelve episodes because from the last. So episode three was our last Christmas special of season one. We're now on episode nine. So there's been twelve episodes leading up 
to this, this no this might be the 12th so that we have got 12 episodes so we can have us we can have the 12 days of 12 pods of <laughs> what are you talking about the 12 pods of bootleg turkey christmas what what on what is that going to be first pod of christmas we watched taken one no 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 so what was the one after <laughs> die hard i don't remember on the f- first we did what did we do we did us on the first day of christmas we watched a militian man <laughs> it was a good one we thought about hummus and some parachute games on the second day of christmas we watched i thought it was death of christmas you've already got it on wrong the second part of to on the second death of christmas we watched a nick cage film it was willie's wonderland <laughs> does it do that for every bit i'm not entirely sure you can just do the counting down the bit where it counts down. Oh, okay so 12 whatever so 12 would be this episode right yeah so t- so 12 12 violent nights yeah 11 yeah, you see, it's hard having is it having a memory. Oh, don't bear with me. Eleven moment. knocks at the cabin. Oh yeah, eleven knocks at the cabin. Ten. <laughs> Ten. Jacob's movie. Was it? Ten that? movie pitches. Yeah. Ten movie pitches. Nine. I don't know what this is. Watershed Gate. Not what that is. Um, it's a bad film. Whatever it was. Was that it the was perfect getaway? Was perfect it? getaway? Yeah. Nine perfect, Nine perfect getaways. getaways. Eight. No rocks, stones, and turned. Is it that good deed? Oh no, good deeds. <laughs> <laughs> And no good deeds. <laughs> Wait, hold on. So that's that's episode four. Fuck me. <laughs> episode three. Neil Deal. Uh, seven Neil Deals. <laughs> Is it seven? I don't know. I lost lost count at this point. Matter. Carry on. Seven. Um, Neil Deals. Yeah, <laughs> but what was the movie? It doesn't matter. All right, seven Neil Deals. Saw it was, and his saw. Oh, yeah. Two running men. What's it two? Five running men. No, it's five running men. men. Four, Four taken, two, three hard reins. Two. Two. <laughs> two demolition men. No, two Willies Wonderland. Two Wonder Willies. And, and a, a demolition man. Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Cheers. Woo! I think we've got more to do, though, haven't we? Have you got the Why? Oh, fuck, fuck it. Do it next time. See you fuck next it. time. Do it next time. See you in the new year. Woo-hoo! 2024. 2024, baby, when we'll be back to our normal schedule. And 2024s. 
Happy New Year! We might do a New Year special, probably not. Uh, if doing... we're doing the advent calendar we're gonna do one every day one every in, day in, in december starting Ooh. december 1st we are gonna do <laughs> taken three we got that dog in us we're gonna be doing 101 dalmatians home alone home alone 2 elf national lampoons elf 2 we're gonna do mob land polar express Face off. Face on. <laughs> face on, which is a film about two guys who don't swap faces at no. all. Their, their faces stay on their face. But their they whole, never meet. The whole film. Yeah. They never, the twain shall meet. <laughs> and that's, that's the movie. And that's what we're doing. And that really isn't that the spirit of Christmas. Mm. In many ways it is keeping your own face on your body. Wow. <laughs> and that makes me feel Merry Christmas everyone Serenity I'm looking forward to my new job in the new year Yeah, that I'm, I'm going to be <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be a soloist I think uh, we might split up and do a different pod I'm All right. my own pod and your actually. pod's going to be called it's going to be it's going to be well it's going to certainly be alarming um it's, it's alarming seltzer is what it is. It's yeah. similar to the sort of bootleg turkey theme. It's alarming. Alarming seltzer. Alarming seltzer. Alarming seltzer. Yeah. Alarming seltzer. Seltzer, not salsa. Seltzer. Um, and it might be hard. It might be soft. Um, I think. And <laughs> oh, Forget this. It's so much days. Good. Anyway, right. So there we go. That was a violent night. I've been Jacob. I've been Joe. And we have been Bootleg Turkey. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> Shut up. I hope you've had a great 2023. I hope it's been packed full of Bootleg Turkey. And I hope you have uh, room for seconds. Because here we go. It's 2024. Here's some of the highlights from this year. Loop it round, James. That's our editor, James. <laughs> Let's hear it for the birthday boy. <laughs> birthday, birthday. January was a time we had. <laughs> it's February 28th. <laughs> it's near the end of the month. Here you go. January, we had French Kevin Spacey. Jan- Aye, it's St. Patrick's Day, Sir Jesus. So it is, March. Look at the Green River. I don't know what's going on. We're going through the year, the highlights oh, okay. of the year. What? April Fool's. Hold on, we can go through the year with our content. April Fool's. We had a, we had a podcast every month. April Fool's, guys. This was an April Fool's. April Fool's. Not even a Christmas oh, got episode. you. Not even a Christmas episode. May Day. Oh, sounds like May Day. May Day Parade, baby. Maybank holiday. June part two in cinemas next year. You don't know what comes after June. You have to go through the whole calendar every time. Mid-July. <laughs> General Augustus. As I live and breathe. <laughs> September in Paris. With the croissant. Let's enter the 
Octobergon for the MMA. The Octobergon. The Octobergon. The Octoberfest. <laughs> I can't believe you don't. You don't know them in order. No, I know. I know it's November. I know. November. November. What's that on your face? Is it a mustache? Yeah, it's from November. <laughs> Dodecahedron. Yeah, I'm Deca- Decathlon. I'm going to run into Cathrone. 10 miles. Decathlon. <laughs> I'm going to run into Decathlon. 10 miles. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that turning up. I can do it. I can do the decathlon. Like really, you know? Yeah, yeah, no. I definitely do the decathlon. <laughs> They're doing like javelin and shot and like long jump, and you're just running around the track. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Yeah. Fuck off. What's happened to us?